All right, welcome to Teaching Others Also radio broadcast format. And we're here today continuing our, our start in 2022. Uh, last week we started it, <clears throat> first start of the new year, and today we're going to start another week. So we're looking at uh, getting our start today, Monday, Monday morning, 10th of January, 2022. Our series of broadcasts to start this year off, calendar year, is called Focus in 2022. Now, we're looking at the book of Psalms, Psalm 1, and that is our bed text. That is our root place that we're going to give these thoughts. First Psalm in the 150 Psalms, it's a six verses lends itself to memorization, but it is loaded. We spent last week looking at verse 1, and to sum up last week, we looked at what needs to be out of focus so we can have the right focus in God. We'll read the psalm again, and we'll get into verse 2. Now, if you, uh, if it, if it does, some of it doesn't make sense, you, if you want to you know, get something out of it, you'll have to go back and catch up with those other Monday through Friday of last week. Psalm 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And we cannot take with what time we use in our 15-minute radio slot each day. We can't use it to go back over uh, an hour and a quarter of last week. So I will refer you to that while I say to you, we are now going to begin to look at why some things have to be out of focus so that this can be in focus. And this is going to be a little different than you're going to typically think of when you read about, you know, Christians working. Now, I've lived my life and still do in the service of our King, and busy for God. But it has to stem from having the correct focus if you want it to count here and hereafter. Now, I tell you, I don't, it, does, it matters very little what you think of what, matter, of what counts here. It matters to me what God counts hereafter. If you lived a hundred years down here, it's not even a grain of sand on the seashore compared to eternity and an eternal well done from God Almighty. Now this blessed man, starting there in verse 1, and we spoke about this last week. Go back and see our part 1. This blessed man is out of focus with this world. And then in verse 2 he says, but. So here the word but is a contrasting thought. And I would say it's the difference between surviving and thriving. 
You can survive or you can thrive and not as the world does it. By the way, the world is using all kind of phrases that actually are meant for a child of God within the context of being a child of God. It says, but his, the law, his delight is in the law of the Lord, in his law doth he meditate day and night. Now, let's be just down to earth. This term law in these contexts is talking about the word of God. His delight is in the word of God, the whole thing. Not just say Moses' law, not just Exodus 20, Ten Commandments. The law of the Lord. And there's many verses on it. We might get to a few today. We might have to get to them, uh, you know, in tomorrow, in the morning. But I want us to look at this beginning contrast. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. So it's a, it's a contrast. Now, by the world's demographics, this is a rare delight. When something is your delight, it brings a high degree of pleasure more permanent than and not dependent upon suddenness or just mere excitement. Okay? Now, you ought to have enthusiasm, even in prayer. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. But delight has to do with that high degree, and, and it has to do with satisfaction of the mind. So in Psalm 37, he said, Delight thyself also in the Lord in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. See, when he said, Delight thyself also in the Lord, the verse before it leads to it, and it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. The New Testament equivalent of that has nothing to do with physical lands. It has nothing to do with your eating. It has to do with the land God gave you, which is yourself. And he wants to have the possession of that and give you access to the possession of it, not for yourself, but for him and his glory. So then he says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Would you be aware of something? And I may belabor this for a few minutes and let it sink in to start the week off. Beware of this. Beware of wanting a formula to get your way or wanting a formula to feel satisfied or wanting a formula to be pleased with life. So what do you mean by that? I cannot tell you how many times I, I've totally lost track of how many times in the last 40 years that someone has asked me, well, if I delight myself in the Lord, will he give me what I want? And I cannot tell you how many times human nature has grabbed that verse and treated it that way. You know, common sense would tell you that if you'll delight in the Lord, He's going to give you the desires He wants in your heart. And if you delight in the Lord, your desires are going to be filtered by the law of God. Psalm 1, where we're at. So we have to understand that the picture is we can look at God and see what he delights in. And then we can decide if we're going to delight in the law of the Lord and then meditate in it day and night. In Numbers 14, they said, well, if the Lord delight in us. Well, the problem was that when they really wanted, when God wanted them, okay, when he wanted them to go into the promised land, 
they weren't willing to go by faith. So after they wouldn't go, God made them go for 40 years. But in the process of, of Joshua and Caleb pleading with them to go by faith, remember the, the Sunday school song, 12 men went to spy out Canaan, 10 were bad and 2 were good. Okay? Remember that? Well, Joshua and Caleb, they were trying to get people to trust God. And so in Numbers 14.80 he said, If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land. And he's leaving room if God didn't decide to give it to him. But he's like, you're never going to know if you don't trust God. In 1 Samuel 15, he said, The Lord delighteth not in burnt offerings, etc., and sacrifice. So what is it God delights in if I delight in his law? Look at Psalm 40 for a moment. Psalm 40. We want to start this week off looking at this, this focus of what is it that if I delight in it, it delights the Lord and it gives me the focus that I'm supposed to have. Look at Psalm 40. Just look at one verse, verse 8. He said, I delight to do thy will, O my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. Now, this is prophetic, but it's also inspirational to a child of God. And we need to understand that what we're supposed to be doing is identifying the fact that that should be our attitude. Our attitude should be, I delight to do thy will, O God. Now, not delighting what his will is. I delight to do it because it is his will, whatever it is. Uh, you've heard me probably use the illustration, okay? If you want to, look at Psalm 119 with a couple minutes we have left. Psalm 119 for today. We're starting this week off and we're like, okay, what is my real delight? What is it that gives me a, a satisfaction of mine and a high degree of pleasure? Not something that's just, you know, sudden and passing, but something that is just day and night, according to Psalm chapter 1, verse 2. Think about it this way. I delight to do thy will, O God. I delight to do thy will, O God. Because it's his will, not because of what it might be on the day. And when he says, I delight to do thy will, O God, the rest of the sentence says, Yea, thy law is within my heart. So the picture is, and here's the picture I use. It's an everyday picture. I'm down to earth practical. That's just how I am. Sand between my toes. Now watch. It's delighting to do His will because it's His will. Because you want to just show Him He's Lord, Master, Savior, Friend, everything. He's Father, Lord God. He's Brother, Lord Jesus. He's everything. So you delight to do it because He wants you to do it. He wants it done. Not you delight... In what it is. So let's say you happen to be a bit of a carnivore and someone says, you know, I'm going to, 
I'm going to make you the best steak dinner you've ever had, or I'm going to make you the freshest fish dinner you've ever had. And you can't imagine, you cannot imagine, it, it, like for myself, if someone said, right, we've got some fresh fish, we're going to make us some fish and some rice and this and that, man, I would delight to do that. But God says, what if that's not my will? What if my will is for you to get by on nothing because you're out there doing the work of God or a situation you find yourself in? Can you delight in eating those bugs or whatever or stale crackers or whatever? Can you delight in that because it's my will, not because of what my will is? And I, I really pray you get hold of that. If you can get hold of that picture, that would be amazing because then you're delighting because His law is in your heart, the Word of God's in there, and because it, all this reality of who God is and what really matters is obeying and pleasing Him, then there is that connection. I don't know if you turned to Psalm 119, but if you did, let's look at a quick few verses real quick. I, verse 16, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Verse 24, same page. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Verse 35. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Are you getting the picture that God uses in your King James Bible, the word delight and the word? Delight in the commandments. Delight in his testimony. He's using his words. Verse 47. And I will delight myself in thy commandments, which... I have loved. Now let me say this. Don't love His commandments like a Pharisee. May God help you and convict you if you do. Verse 77. Let thy tender mercies come unto me that I may live for thy law is my delight. Verse 70, he said, Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. So I would say to you, please start this week off with such a spirit that says, I need to understand what it is to delight. Psalm 119, 174 in closing, I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Now just ask yourself, you and God, you and the Holy Ghost, Lord, how much delight do I actually take in the Word of God? Not in knowing it's the King James Bible, in doing it, fulfilling it, abiding by it, obeying it personally. Let God apply that, and we'll continue this in the morning. God be with you.